0: Good evening. Well, it wasn't much cooler today, but I did notice the humidity was a little lower. I imagined it felt kind of like fall. Before we're led, uh, before William leads our opening prayer, let's sing, there's something about that name. Jesus
1: Please pray with me. Father God, we we come to you once again thanking you, Father, for accepting us as your children. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins, Father. Father, we realize that we're flawed and we realize that we need you. Father, we continually pray for this body here at North Provide. Father, we pray that you bless us with the fruit of the Spirit, Father, and may we just grasp that and try to live along those lines, Father. Father, we also pray for our country. Father, we pray that we can speak with love to one another, and we can unite together to make our country better and to be the example to the world. Father, we also thank you, Father, for, for all the saints in this body that that really is an example, not only within the body, but outside the body. Father, that's, that's what we need to be. Father, we pray that we put others before ourselves, Father. And Father, we pray that we reject Satan and his, his way of doing things. And we realize that you have a better way Father, we pray for, for Missy Robinson. We ask you to heal her uh, of her cancer. Father, we, we pray for Brenda Scott. Uh, we also pray for Rita Smith's husband, Larry. And we pray for Kay, who's, who we found out that she's not doing well, and hopefully a saint would assist her in her transportation. Father, we we don't have anything to fear because you have the mighty right hand, Father, a powerful right hand. And we thank you for that. And Father, throughout, throughout from creation up until now, you have shown us that you will do what is necessary to save your people and also, if we live according to your will, you will bless us. We thank you for that, Father. Uh, just just a little while ago, Laborious was shared with me. He he's a he's a person from Nicaragua that that we met while we travel. Understand that he has a uh, uh, his lung has a hurt herna- lung and and arm and Father, we ask that you uh that he he recovers and and you heal him. Father, be with us in this service and be with Chuck as he give us that that word, Father, that word that we need that 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 we can grow from and we can change our life with. Uh, bring back to his remembrance things he has studied and Father, give us a an open heart and open mind where we can receive it in the right way and apply it to our lives. Thank you again for loving us, Father. We pray this prayer in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: You know, before we have a a prayer and prepare our minds and our hearts for the Lord's Supper. Let's sing Beneath the Cross of Jesus. Beneath the Cross
2: of
3: We always talk about Jesus. He came to the earth and he sacrificed his, he was given as a sacrifice. And of course, we all know that it was, you know, it was very tragic and, and horrible on his body. But something to think about was Jesus was the creator. He was the one that created the way we operate, the, the way things work in our body. Before he was take, taken away, he knew every little piece of skin and blood, and the way he breathed, and because he created it, he he had all this foreknowledge of how much pain he was really going to be in, because he was the he was the one that that made our body, and he was the one that that that, that knew the, the 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 most at that time how bad it was going to be and, and how much it was going to hurt. And, and so when you think about that, he was still, he was willing to, to come and, 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 and be our sacrifice. And with, with, with all that on his mind, and, and it talks about when he prayed, you know, he, he knew. He said that he, he bled while he was praying because cause he knew how bad it was going to be. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we come before you now. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that, that, that he made as being our creator. And we thank you for the, for, the, for the leadership that he was able to give while he was here. For the perfect example that, that, that he led that, that we might be able to, to come to you. At this time, Father, we're thankful for this bread that, that represents that, that body that was, that was hung upon the cross. We ask you now to, to be with us as we partake of it. thanks father we're thankful for the blood for we know that that blood was shed all throughout the whole for the whole day Jesus was beat and and then finally hung on the cross and and stabbed we were thankful for that that he was willing to to, to, to give that blood that we might have forgiveness of our sins we're thankful for the power that's in the blood that it's still able to work and 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 keep us cleansed also as we partake of this fruit of the vine, we pray, Father, that, that we might do so in a manner pleasing unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. once again we're thankful for all the blessings that we have we're thankful for this life that we have here that that we can prepare to, to to be with you and at this time we're we're thankful for a time that we can return part of that that this church here may continue to grow and continue to be a light here in this town in Jesus name amen
0: If you'd like to mark the invitation song, it will be 947. Now before Chuck brings our lesson, let's stand and sing I'm Not Ashamed to Own My Lord, number
2: 609.
0: <clears throat> I'm not ashamed to
4: Looks like my background's gone. Oh well. It'll make it easier to see. Sometimes that backwards, the background kind of clutters things up. So Christ said, go into all the world and do what? You know, when he was just getting ready to leave, he talked to the disciples. And he gave them, gave them instructions, told them what to do. Mark makes a recording of what that is. And also, so does Matthew. So let's look at Mark's. Mark said, Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. And he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. He didn't say, Go out and convict the world of sin. He said, Go out and preach the gospel. Now, that's pretty straightforward as far as what he said, but what's the gospel? What's, why would he say that? If you look at it from what's in the Greek that we use the word to interpret gospel, it occurs 76 times as good news, as a noun. And eugelion is, is the word for uh, good news, and if it's a verb, which means you go do something, an action you take to bring or announce a good news, it's you, you angelo, you and is 54 times. So it's it's in there in the New Testament a lot of times. Mike's smiling because he loves it when somebody else is trying to do the Greek. Both words are derived from the same word, angelos, messenger. And Mike's not here tonight, but. Certainly an angelic messenger, angelos, you can see where the the words derive from. So it would be good news. It would be something that's something coming from God that people wanna hear. They wanna hear being convicted of sin. Is that good news, is that bad news? To me that's bad news. You don't feel good about yourself if you feel bad about what you've done. But if you feel, if you know what God did for you, How much he loves you, how much compassion he has, how much mercy, how much grace he's been willing to give you. That's really good news. The, in classical Greek, it normally meant political or personal news that brought brought a lot of personal joy. So with the message should come the joy. And finally, it's a messenger of gladness to proclaim good news as far as the middle, middle voice form of the verb. Okay, so it's someone who is actively bringing that good news to you to bring you joy, to bring you happiness. So that's what it does, but what is the gospel? And the plainest part where it's explained is in Corinthians, well into Corinthians chapter 15. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you. So he's, he's now framing it to say, here's, I'm going to tell you what it is. I've told you what the gospel is, but he explicitly says, says it. Which you also received, and which you also stand, by, what you, by also you are saved. If you hold fast the word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. follow oh, the gospel. So what is that? Paul's a good source to go to again. Talks about it in Romans, Romans chapter 6. Or do you know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ, into Christ Jesus, have been baptized into his death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, so we might too walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that by our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of the sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. You see the death part? You die to yourself. You see, the burial part is the baptism. That's where we follow the gospel. But there's one other piece it's alluded to here when he talks to it, but he's talking to the Romans to say, you have to understand, you have to go follow the gospel. You have to understand what the gospel is and you have to follow it in order to become a child of God, in order to be a Christian, in order to be someone who follows Christ. Again in Romans a little bit later on, whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. So that's the final piece. When Christ died, He went to a place that God raised him back up again. Well, who from God raised him back up again? The Spirit. The Spirit pulled him back up, brought him back up to this world. Now he had to go out and see his Father before he came back to us. That's why Mary Magdalene couldn't touch him. He said, I haven't gone to see the Father yet. But he raised Christ up in the same way the Spirit raises us up. So you could see the parallel between Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and our death, burial, and resurrection. The fact that we can do that is the good news. We can become a child of Christ by doing that, by following the gospel, by becoming children who follow after the master and become saved. Now that's Mark's perspective on it. Mark wasn't there. But Matthew was. So Matthew's perspective has a little bit more to it. But the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew touches on the gospel. You be baptized. Make them followers of me. He also said, make sure those things that I told you, that I commanded while I was here, the example that I set, you share with them. So they understand what it's like to be a child of God, how you think, how you act. But what is that what did he what did he say what things did he say that were commands that he told them because we really don't have a lot but the one that came to mind was out of matthew chapter 22. the framework for this one is a gorse the leadership is trying to trying to catch him up they're trying to trip him up and make him look bad to discredit him so the people will say ah see they are smarter than he is They just got through with the Sadducees, which I always thought was such an example of hypocrisy where they went through, they said, okay, a woman has a husband. He dies and has another one and eventually has seven. Okay, who's she married to at the end? And it's asked for by the Sadducees who don't believe in the life after. And he gives them an answer and he says, there is no marriage in the the hereafter. It's only here in the creation, in, in the physical world. So the Sadducees strike out. And now you have the Pharisees. They come up with what they think is the question that's gonna put him where he looks bad, where he doesn't know what he's talking about. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered them as together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? So they figured they had him, but why? I mean, He's the word, he knows what was in the law. He should be able to handle this, but they were thinking a little bit differently. If you look at what's in there, they've used the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Old Testament, but it's got more in it. It has the Old Testament law, historical records, Psalms, Proverbs, Prophets. All that's in what we have in our Old Testament today. But they added to it the Apocrypha, the Apocrypha has also more historical record, records. God's justice and vindicating Jews, which helped frame their mindset to say, we don't have anybody over us. It's why they hated the Romans so much. And all this did was fuel their hate for the Romans. Their philosoph- philosophical treaties, hope of God's promises and apocalyptic messages. But that wasn't enough. They added to it the Talmud. has 63 sections in it. The Mishnah, which is the oral law from the Old Testament, political laws and civil laws. But that first one, the oral law from the Old Testament, it was their oral interpretation of what was in the Old Testament. They already had it in the Septuagint, but then they had to do an interpretation of it. Then you had the Gemara. The Gemara is the interpretation of the interpretation. So it's another stretch over, as far as we'll take this and really what it means, It has three main sections in the Midrash. The halakha, which is to enlarge on specific portions of the law. Enlarging means we'll make it more specific. We'll make it more quantitative. What you can do right and what you can do wrong and how you do it. The Halakha, halakha, the deduction of the traditional law. So you're deducing what is there. So you're adding to it again. And the haggadah the meaning or the implication of the law, what's behind it. And it's kind of interesting when Christ taught, they would say a lot of times to say, wow, he teaches like he really understands what's in the law. But here the Jews have gone and said, well, we really understood it and we can explain what's behind it. And they didn't, they didn't get it right. So you have all of this here. And a lawyer said, no matter what he picks, we can pick a law that's better than it or different than it and argue why he's wrong so we can catch him however he answers a particular question because we've got all this law here and this interpretation of the law and the interpretation of the interpretation of the law that we can go to that we can trip him up on. As a matter of fact, they did try and trip him up, they made accusations against him about working on the Sabbath when they walked walked through the grain field and they pulled off some of the wheat and they ribbed their hands together and got some of the grain. And also when he healed on the Sabbath, they said, oh, he's working. Because that was part of their interpretation or their interpretation of what the law said. They didn't want what it said at all. And Paul in Romans 14 also cautions to say, be careful what you interpret He talks about it about holidays, and He talks about it about eating vegetables versus meat. He says, don't take your interpretation or your opinion and elevate it to the level of God, because you're not God. Back to this, though. Christ makes a great answer. He said to them, you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. He picked out two. He picked out the foundation commandments, to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and also to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And they didn't have a response. There's other things that he talked about to clarify and like that. In Matthew chapter five, he goes in, he talks about divorce, he talks about vengeance, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. He talks about uh, a couple of different things to clarify that was Old Testament. But here's where he really, really talks about what I've commanded, how you're supposed to live in that love, showing that mercy, showing that compassion for each other and seeing the compassion and mercy and grace that God has for every one of us. In John, John amplifies on a little bit more in 1st John. Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. That's one of the areas that Christ also talked about in chapter, Matthew chapter 5 was about murder. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods, and sees his brother in need, and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? So again, it's how we show the love of God to one another. He gets more pointed to it as he goes on in this particular chapter. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. We will know this by that we, are of, we will know by this that we are of the truth and will assure our heart before Him. And whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and we do the things that are pleasing in His sight. This is a commandment, that we believe in the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he has commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him, we know that this, he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. All John has done is recite the exact same things that Christ answered the Pharisees with is to love God, love Jesus and to love your neighbor As yourself. He summarized it here, but it's the same thing. That's the focus of what he sent him out to do. Tell him the good news. Tell him to love God. Tell him to love each other. Everything has to come from that. If it doesn't come from that, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. Now there was a little situation that they had in Mark. That's why it's in a different color. For John said to him, "'Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, "'and we tried to prevent him "'because he was not following us.' "'Jesus said, "'Do not hinder him, "'for there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name, "'and be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. "'For he who is not against us is for us. "'And whoever gives you a cup of water to drink "'because of your name as followers of Christ, "'truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward.' This is where people were casting out demons in Christ's name. They weren't part of the group. They weren't part of how they looked at things exactly. Granted, it's a narrow gate to get to God. Christ is that gate. There is no other way. But there's some flexibility there. They weren't exactly the same group, but they were doing things for Christ. They were doing things in Christ's name They were trying, and Christ could look in the heart. He could look in our hearts. And he could say, you're of me. Don't go tell them not to do what they're doing. If they're preaching to Christ, they're spreading the word, they're spreading the love. If they're talking about my death, burial and resurrection, they're talking about the gospel. Finally, Peter writes, Therefore, putting aside all malice and deceit, hypocrisy and envy and slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord and coming to him as to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God, you also, as living stones, are being built up as spiritual house for a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices accepted to God through Jesus Christ. Peter's talking about how we are to live. Part of that death, burial, and resurrection we go through makes us a living sacrifice, living stones. And that's part of that living sacrifice is we're no longer living for ourselves. We're living for him. We let him show to everyone in the world who we are how we're different, why we are different, why we love God and why God loves people. He sent his only son so that we could murder him. But he resurrected him three days later to establish his kingdom. The kingdom's open. It's open for us. Most people here have gone through and obeyed the gospel. You're children of God. But sometimes things get a little bit tough, a little bit of a strain, maybe a little frustration. So tonight, if there's something that we can help you with, if there's something that you're struggling with, if there's something, anything at all that we can help you with, Mike comes up here and gives the invitation. We can certainly pray for you. We can hug you. As, as William would say, we'll love up on you. Because God loves you, and we love you. If you're, if you're subject to the invitation, please come forward.
0: Jesus is tenderly calling to calling
5: Thanks Chuck, Uh, Chuck's message goes hand in hand with John's message this morning. What will you do with Christ? If it's good news, it'll show. It'll show in your speech, it'll show in your actions. You'll spread it, you'll spread that good news that the world so desperately needs. So thank you, I appreciate Chuck and I appreciate John, the message they brought today. Uh, We're thankful for our guest speakers who uh, always step up. Uh, Grab yourself a bulletin. Um, I'll try to highlight a few of the things, the dip, We'll see you out here. You drove in. If you didn't, uh, you know, you used to have to take your teeth out, put them back in when you get here. You can do that safely at home now. You don't have to worry about that. The depth seems to be fixed for now, so I'm happy with that. Ray helped out a tremendous amount with that, having the right words for the city, and the city jumped in and did help us out. Um, next week, the young adults are going to start in their own class. So that's a good thing. The young adults are moving to room nine, uh, that'll be a classroom now. And uh, there's also some other changes that will be happening to that. But the young adults are moving there. And then uh, Jason Eccles and Brian Tecto are going to head up the junior high and the senior high class back in room two. Uh, ladies' class starts this Wednesday. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet. Is it, yeah, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. There's also uh, a book. If you want a book? See Susan White. Senior game day coming up later. Williams said, what are the games? I uh, did some calling around this, this afternoon and I've got a half pipe being delivered back here. We're gonna have skateboarding on senior game day. So get ready, skateboarding. Take it on the half pipe. There's a ladies day at Concord Street on the 16th. Um, there's, a, there's a sign up on that too. I think if you're interested in going, I think Wanda said she would drive the bus. So see Wanda at least with that. Our food pantry goal this month is 150 boxes of tuna helper and 300 cans of tuna to help the tuna helper. So help out with that, um, if you can. Our sick list. I um, got a message from Betty this afternoon. Uh, she has tested positive for uh, for the Rona, positive for COVID. Um, her, she said Bill hasn't so far, but she expects him to. Her worry is who she would have spread it to when she didn't know. And that's as those of us who have had it before. That's always even more concerning in your own health is who did you accidentally spread it to. So, um, And William mentioned in his prayer Gregorio. Is that his name? Gregorio? Gregorio in uh, Nicaragua and Mike and William and Larry studied with Gregorio. Uh, but he, he fell out of a fruit tree and he hurt his arm and he hurt his, uh, hurt his lung. So they asked for prayers on, that, on his behalf. Um, Doug Hall is home. Kay Hall's health is getting worse. Um, she's asking for, she's looking for help getting to church, getting some doctor's appointments, um, stepping up. You know, if some of the, some of the, the sisters, some of the church would like to help step up and help her out, that'd be appreciated. Give her a call. I know Camille talked to her this afternoon, so give her a call. Uh, we had two baptisms at SunQuest this weekend. Ricky and Henry Strasball were baptized, so that's a great thing to add them to our number two. Um, and on the front deacons Doug Gertis, Mike Robinson and Chuck White um, we believe these men are all fully qualified to be deacons and help the church in various ways and uh, we're just went looking for the confirmation from the church that they, uh, that they also support that and we'd love to get them active we've got a lot of stuff to, to do and uh, they're going to be a functional part of that that's about it Wednesday night, we have Bible class right here. Romans 14, I think we're going to continue doing that. Um, that's always a fun time, so show up for that. Show up online, show up here. Um, let the light shine this week, as always. Let it shine.
0: Thinking if the house doesn't work out. Um, back in the day, the teens loved to skateboard at that Roof on the church across the street has a nice contour on it. <laughs> All right. Before Charlie comes and leads our closing prayer, let's stand and sing Take the Name of Jesus with You. <clears throat> Take the name of Jesus with...
2: pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day of worship and fellowship that we have enjoyed. We pray, Father, that our worship has been pleasing to you. We pray that it has been encouraging and upbuilding to us. Father, we thank you for the great love that you have for us. We thank you that even though we're imperfect and sinful creatures, that you sent your Son because of your mercy and your love to die a terrible death for us. We thank you, Father, for him. We thank you for the hope that we have through him. Father, as we close, we uh, want to bring several things before you in prayer. First of all, Father, we ask your blessings on those that suffered from the fire tragedies in Maui, for the many lives that were lost and the families that represent them for the property damage father be with them and be with the survivors as they put their lives back together strengthen them and comfort them give them will to carry on father we ask the same for those that endured the tragedies of the storm in our own region of the country father we pray that those that lost loved ones and or property because of the storm likewise would be strengthened give them courage to to continue on father we pray for those of our number that are sick we have a long list in our our bulletin I want to mention a few we just learned that uh, Betty Larner and maybe Bill will be suffering with COVID and we pray father that you help them to get through that Father, we pray that you'd be with Mitzi as she struggles with cancer. And Father, we pray that you continue to strengthen and encourage her as well as her family. She has a long road, and we pray, Father, that you'd be with her. Father, we continue to pray for Leah Robinson and the long recovery that she'll have. Father, we know that she had very, very serious injuries, and illnesses and Father we pray you continue to be with her recovery Father we pray your blessings on the gentleman in Nicaragua Gregorius that we just heard about pray that you'd give him a good recovery from the things that he's suffered from falling from the tree Father we thank you for the words that we've heard today Father one thing that stood out to me and I pray that we can all put that into action in our lives that we love one another and that we know that that's how we know that we're of You. That we love one another. Help us, Father, to prefer one another over ourselves. Father, we pray that we do just as the song that we just sang. Take Your name with us. Father, as we go back into our jobs, into the schools, Whatever we do in our daily lives, help us to take You with us. In Jesus' holy name,
1: Amen. Amen.